Who am I? I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. I'm also a certified Hootsuite social media expert. Um, and basically, I am here to try and help you start creating content. Perception Studios is a visual marketing agency. and We help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on their social media, be it video, animation, aerial work, photography, graphics, all sorts of different types of stuff. However, me personally, a couple of years ago, kind of came quite relevant to me that not every brand, not every business had endless amounts of budget to have content created consistently on social media. However, social media is where the attention is and you need consistent content going out. So what I did was I sat down and I came up with a process that I called How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a number one book, which went onto Amazon, which is still available now, and you can go download that in the section below. Um, and basically, it's a whole process that allows you to free up a bit more time, but also make the content that you're creating for yourself work harder by turning it into other content so that you can remove the friction for people to actually consume what it is that you've got to say. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about the fact it's tattoo removal day today. So um, obviously tattoo removals, it's something you would do when you've made a mistake. Maybe you've been out on a drunken night or maybe you've been in a hangover and you've had a face tattoo done and what have you, but you would spend a bit of money and spend a bit of time either having that tattoo removed or changed to be something else, which is why Tattoo Fixes is a big show on Channel 4 and E4 and stuff. So it being Tattoo Removal Day and talking about mistakes, I wanted to talk about the fact that you can make mistakes on social media. So many people won't post content because they think making a mistake will just be the end of the world. And it's not. It really isn't the end of the world. If you make a mistake on social media, it's not a problem. It doesn't matter to your brand. It doesn't matter to your business. As long as your mistake isn't racist racist or homophobic hatred or anything like that, then you can make all the mistakes in the world that you want. You could say something slightly wrong you could spell something wrong you could be grammatically incorrect don't get me wrong they're mistakes that don't really want to be creeping into your content but your content doesn't have to be perfect what has to be good is the message behind what you've got to say the value you've got to give whether it be being a good giving person or whether it just be value based around that account or value based around plumbing or electronics or what have you as long as that mistake isn't going to hurt anybody it's not a problem and the main thing about social media and the great thing about social media is you can always delete it if your mistake is something that's really eating away at you delete it correct the mistake and post it again it's not the end of the world it really isn't or if it is like a spelling mistake or a grammar mistake and what have you you can dive in there and you can actually edit most most platforms allowed you to edit your posts. I think the only one that doesn't is Twitter. If you've written stuff down, you can edit on Facebook. You can obviously edit on your own blog, absolutely. And you can edit on LinkedIn. So if it's a written piece of content, you can edit away to your heart's desire. The only one that you can't is on Twitter. Even Instagram, you can edit your description. If it's a mistake within a video or a piece of photograph that you've put on, on, maybe you've put a logo back to front or it's not quite right, delete it. Correct the mistake and put it out again. Social media 
is not brain surgery. You are not operating on somebody in a life or death situation. If you make a mistake, nobody's dead. Like I say, as long as that mistake's not going to hurt anybody, as long as you're not an electrician and you're saying, do this and then plug it in without making everything safe, it doesn't matter. Nobody's hurt if you make a mistake on social media. So just put your content out there. You've got to remove yourself from this mindset because mistakes can always be corrected. But if you're not putting any content out, that can't be corrected. Nobody will know who you are. Nobody will know what it is that you do on social media. So you may have your own nice little local network where you speak to people at networking over a coffee now and again, and you might now and again get some business, but possibly not. Well, social media is exactly the same thing, just on a much bigger scale. So start talking to people on social media, start putting that content out. And if you make a mistake, just like a tattoo, you can have it removed or you can have it fixed. It doesn't matter. You can edit your content. You can take it away completely and put it back out again when it's perfect. Although I would probably err away from aiming for perfection on content. That's my personal thought process is that you're better off communicating than not. So don't aim for perfection. Aim for what you feel gets the message across that you want to say. Don't worry about how it looks. Don't necessarily worry about how it sounds. Just get your value across. If it looks absolutely shocking when you put it out, take it down, correct what you think is wrong, and then put it out again. But don't aim for perfection because you'll end up never, ever putting any content out if that's all you ever do is aim for perfection. So treat it like tattoo removal day. Delete it completely, put it out when it's right, or edit it, which is my personal preference, especially if it's written content. Just dive in there, edit what the mistake is, and then publish it again doesn't matter nobody's gonna care nobody really i know you'll get the grammar nazis or dive in and go oh no you've done this wrong and that wrong whatever at least they're pointing it out to you and helping you and they're still interacting with your content because the platforms don't look at the fact that you've made a grammatical error or that you've spelt the word um septic wrong they don't look at that what they look at is the fact that somebody's interacting with that content so it must be good content so don't worry about it. It's why some content will go viral because it is spectacularly bad because people will be picking out all the faults and trolling and people like to pick out faults because it's just human nature. And then more and more people get to see it and get to see the faults. And so people go, oh, hang on a minute. I might as well leave those faults in rather than taking them out. Uh, but normally it's it's good to dive in there and edit out your grammar and edit out your, your spelling mistakes. But just remember... You can do that. It's not a problem if you make a mistake on social media. Just keep plowing forwards, keep putting content out, keep giving that value in the area that you are an expert in. Um, and hopefully then uh, you will see some real growth rather than worrying about not putting out content because you're worried about the mistakes you might potentially make. Okay, we're going to move on to your questions right now. If you have any questions, I don't know why my uh, phone has stopped going live. There we go. We're back live again. Hello to Stella and Old Viking as well. Uh, my phone phone signal is a bit funny at the moment. I think it's because of all the storms that have been going on. 
but anyway, we're back live on Instagram um, and we're live across all the other platforms as well. So if you've got any questions whatsoever, stick them into the comments right now. If you're watching on the live, we'll do our best to answer them during the live. If you're watching on the replay or listening to the podcast, either drop me an email or stock, stick them to the comments on whatever platform you're watching on or listening on, and then we'll do our best to answer them in the next live broadcast, which will be this coming Monday. Okay, questions. Uh, so David has got in touch about the um, episode from the other day, World Calligraphy Day, and we're talking about blogging. And he says, uh, you spoke about blogging the other day. Uh, where you do you suggest I post a blog? You may have spoken about this on Wednesday, but I missed it. Okay, so blogs are an interesting one. It's all well and good having a blog. And a lot of people will obviously post their blog on their website. However, it's not the only place to post it because... We have to remember, again, this is a level of friction that you're creating. If all you're doing is writing a, a great blog and sticking it on your website, you are expecting people to come to your website to consume it. Now, if you're telling people about your blog on LinkedIn, on Twitter, for example, that's fine because Twitter doesn't have enough characters for you to essentially write your blog in there. You could put a small excerpt of it in and then say, do you want to know more? Come and read my blog, put the link in, and then people can go to it. But you've only got 240 characters to play with. So Twitter's a slightly different beast. But all the other platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, they like you to be using their platform. So don't draw people away from their platform to get them to consume your content. So in other words, on Facebook, go to your business page and post your blog as a post on your business page and get people to see it there. If you have a LinkedIn account, which you should do, post it as a post on LinkedIn. If you use up all your characters on LinkedIn, that's fine. Don't use it. Do it as a post. Do it as an article instead. Post it as an article on LinkedIn. Allow people on LinkedIn to see that content. Don't expect people on LinkedIn to then click a link to then go to your website to read the content because a lot of people either lazy or just don't want to leave the platform in the first place. When I go to Facebook, I'm on Facebook for a reason. When I go to LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn for a reason. So why would I want to leave LinkedIn to then come to your website to read a piece of content to then go back to LinkedIn? I wouldn't. So make life easy for each other. Make life easy for your potential audience, your potential customers by helping them consume your content wherever they are hanging out. So you can post it, like I say, on Facebook. There's LinkedIn. Uh, obviously, Tumblr is still around as well as a um, blogging platform. And also, you've got Medium, which is another great place to be posting content. You do need consistency there, though, again, just like every other platform. Otherwise, you don't see the engagement that you'd really like to see. But absolutely another platform to be posting consistently on. Um, and if you're writing a blog once a week, then that's 52 blogs a year that are going to go on to Medium just by literally just going copy and paste or giving them the link and it posting as an article on there. So those are just a few of the sites. The other thing is to just look out and to see where people, your ideal customers, your avatar is hanging out. What other forums are they on? What other pages are they on? And then post your content there as well or dive in and chat. So there might be other blogs that are along the same um, expertise that you're in and people chatting in those comments will dive in and have a chat back with them. Don't sell. Don't necessarily offer advice because it's a little cheeky sometimes if it's a smaller blog and they're only getting four or five comments. But just dive in there and have a chat and be part of the community. Same on YouTube. If there's somebody creating content that's along the same area of expertise, dive in there 
and start chatting. Give them that area of expertise from your point of view, if there's a lot of audience, or if not, just start being part of the community. But those are some of the places that I would look at posting your blog, David. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Tumblr, Medium, and then looking at other platforms where your audience might be hanging out and potentially posting content there as well. Hopefully that helps. Uh, but also, yeah, get really active in the blogging community. It will help you massively. Right, next question. Let's have a quick look, see who's joined us. Hello to Gene Ash, photographer who's joined us, and um, also Old Vikings come back on again. So hello to you guys who have just joined us on Instagram Live. Um, and have we got anybody here? Not at the moment, question-wise. Right, okay, Katya has asked a question. How often should I be posting on Instagram? Okay, this is a bit of a double-edged sword but I'm going to cover it as best as I can. So it depends on how big your audience is, Katya, which I have no idea. So if your audience is massive, then you're in a position of fortune where you don't have to post multiple times a day. Once a day is probably enough, but once a day isn't essential. And then you could also be posting your stories and showing people behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. So... That's kind of one element of it. What I try to suggest to most people and most brands and most businesses, because they don't have over 10,000 followers, is to aim at looking at trying to produce three pieces of content a day for Instagram. And it sounds a lot, and it is a lot, but you've got to remember content on every platform gets cannibalized really, really quickly. On Twitter, a piece of content, the actual figure is 18 minutes. So if you like bring that down to like 15 minutes, a piece of content will be gone out of people's feeds within 15 minutes. So unless you've actually directly added somebody or hashtag somebody and they're searching that specific hashtag, that piece of content that you've put out 15 minutes ago will no longer be seen by anybody who is uploading their feed unless you're the only person that they follow. So 15 minutes is not very long. So that kind of means you need to be posting four times an hour. Now, I know nobody's got the time to do that. But at least if you're posting once an hour on Twitter, you know you're in a position where your content's effectively going to be in the feed every hour. The same with Instagram. So you're asking about Instagram. Instagram, a piece of content, if you're lucky, and this was before lockdown, so these numbers will have changed, a piece of content would last eight hours. Absolute maximum. So it's probably less than that. But the absolute maximum is eight hours a piece of content will last in somebody's feed. That's not very long. It sounds like a long time, but it's not very long in the grand scheme of things. Now, we're not all trying to hit a global audience. That's understandable. But we do want people to see our content. So if you know your audience is, say, hanging out on social media first thing in the morning in the UK, and then they might pop on at lunchtime, and then they might pop on at night. So you know you need to be posting three times a day during that period of time. Now, if you are going for a global audience, even better, because you can just post every eight hours because that works out at 24 hours and then you start again. So three times a day is what I would recommend. Two, absolute minimum. Three to four would be better. Three is kind of like that happy medium where there's a lot of work involved but hopefully not so much so that you can't actually effectively do it. Especially, again, if you sit down and plan your content, then you'll be absolutely fine because you'll have planned enough to know that you can put this piece of content here and here and here, and you already know what you're going to be talking about every single time. So you're absolutely fine. Hopefully that helps you, Katia. 
But yeah, three times a day is what I would be be aiming for. It's what I've started to try and post a little bit more often on my content because I know I've been dropping off a little bit, and um, it has. I have seen the difference it makes, and this is something I've been speaking and preaching about for a long time. Um, so yeah, it definitely works. Trust me. Okay, we're well, coming up to our last question that came in beforehand. It's a good one. Um, actually, just going back to the questions that are coming in this morning. Amanda Stone is saying, good morning. Um, this really makes sense. When I blogged on my website, I did try to draw people away from Facebook to read it. I will definitely do differently when I restart. Oh, there you go. Talking about blogging, Amanda. Thank you very much for that, Amanda. Um, and it does. It, it does make a big difference because you go to their sites for a reason. So, yeah, why would you want to be drawn away from it? If they've come to your website, brilliant. Make sure the content's there. Don't say, oh, by the way, I have a blog that's on Facebook because <laughs> they might not go to Facebook or they might not have a Facebook account. Not likely. There's like 4 billion people do, but you just never know. Um, but, yeah, hopefully uh, that works, Amanda, and uh, helps you out. Brilliant. Right, okay, and last question that's come through so far. We keep losing signal on uh, Instagram. I do apologize to those people watching on Instagram this morning. Um, poor connection again. Right, we're back. Hopefully we're back. Fingers crossed. Right, final question. Uh, this one came through from Sartak um, on Twitter, and this is a question I saw uh, the other day. Um, he's from India. He's an engineer. Um, and he got into art and then discovered a, a real interest in it, and that and marketing and advertising. He wants to start his own company, advertise, and make brands. How should I start? Right. I'm not a business coach, but what I will say, Sartak, is know who your audience is. This is the same for social media as it is for any business. Start a business by knowing who your audience is and do they actually want what it is that you do. If you are creating something or producing something or making a product and nobody wants it, as much as you've got a passion behind it, there's no point because you're not going to make any money. Now, I'm not saying working on a passion is all about money, but if you're going to try and make a business out of it and only five people like it and your product is £3 and you're only going to sell one a month, that's not going to pay the bills. So turn it into more of a hobby and find a, another passion that might necessarily help you pay the bills but also is a true passion. I'm not saying stop doing the passion. 100% keep doing the passion because it's something you love. But you need to know for sure that your niche will want what it is that you've got to, to offer. So you, you're obviously going to offer some sort of, I'm guessing, some sort of graphic design or advertising or marketing or what have you. But whatever it is that you're going to offer, you need to understand who your ideal customer is. If you don't know who your ideal customer is, who your avatar is, then everything you do after that could be wrong. Your website could be aimed at Bob, who's 57, but actually your customer is Sally, who's 25. The same with your social media content. It could be written. It could be produced completely wrong because you don't know who your customer is. You don't know who your avatar is. So for anybody, I recommend when they're starting a business, they sit down, they find out who their avatar is, and then they go and ask them, if I make X, would you be interested because if they all come back and say, no, why would I? Then either you've got your avatar completely wrong or the thing that you're producing, which is something that they should like, but maybe it's they've outgrown it, 
is maybe not the thing for you to be making. So you need to sit down and go through who your avatar is first, and that will help you move forward with everything, with your social media, with your marketing, with your advertising, with your website, with your sales, who to approach, with your networking, all that kind of stuff. I networked wrongly for at least three years before I really sat down and fully understood exactly who my customer was going to be because I was going to the wrong events and stuff like that. I was spending money that I didn't need to spend. And I was talking to people who didn't have any money to spend, which is why How to Nine Times Your Social Media kind of came around and kind of came about. It's one of the reasons because I wanted to help those people who had no money to spend but wanted to still build a brand and a business online using social media as well as doing their general day-to-day sales but they needed to be able to do this stuff consistently and for free which is why I did what I did and why why I kind of changed my tact ever so slightly so so I think that's what you need to do you need to sit down and understand who your ideal customer is and then everything will lead on from there then you need to do research make sure they want it make sure you've got the right avatar maybe you're going to produce a product that isn't for who you think it's for. And then you go, okay, maybe I need to look at this a little bit more and then start talking to a different avatar and seeing if those people would like it. Because maybe the product is something you've got such a huge passion about, but you're just aiming at the wrong person. But definitely sit down and and suss out who you're talking to. Uh, Otherwise, you're just on a hiding to nothing and you end up making no money at all. Um, And as much as it's a dirty word, It's what we all do business for, is to make some money, to help us have more time, whatever it might be, to create the life that we want to live, to help create jobs, whatever it might be, there's always an element where money is going to be the be-all and end-all. I'm afraid that's just the way society is, unfortunately. Um, And as much as I try to offer as much advice as I possibly can do for free, I also know I still have a mortgage to pay. And so that's why I run Perception Studios and we create video content and do that side of things for people so that I can do this and this kind of live content and try and help as many people as I possibly can do on a mass medium and then one-to-one. Um, if they're happy to pay me, then they can do. But I try to help as many people as I possibly can do answering questions like that. Okay, right. I'm going to wear Fox to Oscar. I've got a coffee to finish. I've got some editing to do. Um, and I've got a little one, a mini boss napping at the moment. So while he's asleep, I'm going to make the most of that time. So I will see you on Monday. Um, I'm mini bossless for the next two weeks. Uh, he's uh, having some time away with his mum, visiting grandma and granddad. So while they're doing that, I'm staying at home doing some DIY DIY tasks, some general work, and also helping you as well. So until Monday, thanks ever so much for watching today. If you are brand new to these streams or just this channel in particular, make sure you follow, subscribe, whatever platform you're on, make sure you do that. Hit the notifications button as well if there's one available so you don't miss out on any of the content in the future. And um, yeah, just uh, make sure you hit that share button as well. That would be really good of you. Thank you very much. Right, until Monday, stay safe. Have a good one. And um, yeah, I'll um, I'll see you soon. (laughs) Take care. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.